we're recording over here. We're recording over here. I don't really know if the gain is good enough, but uh, there we go. We're recording. Yeah, my audience. <laughs> that sounds. This sounds pretty experimental, but uh, I'm gonna start it off with a nice. Oh, what you got? What you got? Kraken. Uh, this is a Four Peaks Brewing Company. Um, uh, the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. Uh, a a blood orange wheat beer. Uh, tough to tough to do that wrong. I think I've had this before. It's a tall boy. And uh, I'm I'm just gonna be sipping casually, sipping casually. Hey, well, hey, I'm 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 right there with you. Most lo-fi crack. We've that was had. a very lo-fi crack. <laughs> um, I'm thinking I might uh, I might open the window. That might help with the audio a little bit, kill some of the reverb. But uh, then you might hear sirens because I'm in downtown Philly, so. <laughs> fuck it fuck it we're doing it live we're doing it live if there are sirens then so be it what okay. sirens on a wednesday night what, what are they doing in philly on a wednesday not everything <laughs> everything well uh let me hit with this intro this is drive by special philly edition <laughs> and a bullet's in a gun 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 and a bullet's in a gun. <laughs> gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. Uh, I forgot to say, I am drinking an Ourobora right now that I picked up at my local giant. Uh, that is a chain I had not heard of before I moved to Philadelphia. I don't think it exists outside of the, the Northeast. Um, what the fuck is giant? <laughs> it's like it's like your typical like kind of Kroger Safeway type place, it seemed like. Um, I am drinking their... Cactus Rose sparkling water. Uh, going in. That sounds very uh that sounds very foo foo. Give me a rating. Drop a rating. Is this good? This is a question mark out of ten right now. <laughs> <laughs> it does taste like grass, I'll give them that. <laughs> grass. Oh great. <laughs> um, um well Yeah, go ahead. What, what are we what are we talking about today? You're you're in Philly. Just roll it. Hit me. What's up? Why is your sound messed up? What's up with the soundboard? What's what's this computer that's not coming for three months? What 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 is happening over here? What is the story? You're in Philly. Let's uh start it back and uh pick up where we left off last show where uh I had mentioned that some of my plans had uh, got a little derailed, but you know what? Uh, hot take here. I don't think anyone should ever have to watch or listen to part one to understand part two. Uh, I think if you do that, it's a bad story. So I'm going to start from the beginning here. I knew that I was going to move out of Birmingham um, basically in like June. Um, actually, I don't know if I even said this on the show, but what kind of like really drove the final nail in the coffin for me was uh, there was a girl I was saying at the time and uh, she uh, decided that she did not want to keep seeing me and decided to let me know over text. And, Damn. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was really kind of fun. It was, well, not funny, but like funny. Uh, I was at work that like when it happened, she'd actually just driven me to work. <laughs> and uh, the, the team was going to like go out and, and celebrate something. I can't remember exactly what. 
And I had just gotten that text and they were like, all right, we're going to go out and get lunch, Marcus, you want to come with? And I was like, uh, you know, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I got work to catch up on. I think I'm going to stay inside. <laughs> I got work to catch up on. What a fucking terrible excuse. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, right in the moment. Um, I just was not, you know, in the mood to celebrate anything at that moment. But anyway, I kind of knew at that point that, yeah, like that was the only reason I would have stayed uh, if that had been working out. But at that point, you know, I started to look at other places. Eventually, I decided on Philadelphia. And my original plan was uh, I was basically going to, like, hire some movers to take most of my stuff and drive it up here, uh, put it in, like, one of those moving pods things, and then just, like, fly up and get my stuff when it got here. And that was, you know, it's it's a little pricey to do that, but uh, it was just seeming like the option I was going to go with at the time. And then I figured, you know what? Uh, I don't, uh, I don't take advantage of the fact that I, I have a, a generally pretty good support network and I have family here in Birmingham and, uh, you know, why not ask for a little bit of help with this? And it's, it's one of those things that reminds me, never ask for help. Just don't do it. It's, yeah. it's not worth it. Uh, <laughs> not because of anything that, uh, you know, I, I'd ask my sister for help moving up, and it's not because of anything she specifically did wrong, but I'm saying this is just because then it means you're tied to somebody else. And, I, you know, in general, I get this from my dad. Uh, just if you don't have to ask for help, it's, it's just something to avoid because then you're tied to that other person. And now your problems are their problems, and their problems are your problems, and it's, it, can, it can end up getting into a mess. So I just I try to avoid that whenever possible. Uh, but what happened was there was a cold wave that came, went across like the whole country at exactly the weekend that I was going to be moving. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, it, it was even, you know, sub freezing in Birmingham, Alabama, which just does not happen too often. Um, so at my sister's house, her like water heater froze or something. And she had to make sure that it didn't, you know, when, when it started to thaw that, or one, it didn't freeze to the point where something exploded, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but also that when it started to thaw, that her house didn't like start to flood. Uh, so that kind of messed up some of my plans because uh, I had told the leasing agent here that I was going to be coming up on Friday because we we're going to leave Thursday and get here Friday after, you know, stopping somewhere overnight because it would have been like a 13-hour drive. And that, you know, with her having to make sure that her house didn't get completely fucked up, I was like, uh, okay, this is going to take a couple more days then. And uh, I would have been staying with her over the weekend because uh, I had to literally, like, leave my apartment that day. Like, my last day was the 19th, which was Friday. Uh, so... I think it was Friday. It was either Friday or Thursday. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, we're going to go with that. And I was telling, you know, emailing the leasing consultant back and forth and saying like, Hey, uh, looks like I'm not going to be able to make it there on the original date. Like uh, Monday or Tuesday will probably be the, the earliest date with that work. And she's saying, you know, sure. But like, I need a, a concrete date of when you're going to be here because I need to be there because you've never been out here. So there's a lot of paperwork left and a lot of things we have to go over. And I was like, okay, you know, fair. Uh, so I'm talking to my sister and I'm like, well, how about Monday? Does that work for you? And she's like, sure. So we sat on Monday. I, I emailed the leasing consultant again. I'm like, okay, we're coming up Monday. 
And she says, uh, actually, Monday, not going to work. I don't work Mondays. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I tell my sister, okay, how about Tuesday? And she just kind of responds with like that, like uh, that one emoji of like the, the person, like, uh, you know, what, I, what's the phrase for it? Like not grinning, like baring their teeth or whatever. Like just, you know, you see their teeth and it's just like a blank expression other than like their teeth being very wide. And I'm like, okay, what's the problem with that? And we talk about it for a little while and it turns out that's just not going to be a, a tenable solution. Um, so I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I, I've been stressing out about this for so goddamn long and it's, I'm losing sleep over it and I feel like I'm losing sanity over it. So I'm going to book this cheap ass one-way flight from Birmingham to Philadelphia and I'm just going to take what I can and go with it because I can't keep putting this off. Like it's, it's bothering me way too much. I need to just do this. Uh, so that's, you know, what I ended up going with is uh, I had a flight out of Birmingham at uh, like 6.50 in the morning and there was a layover in O'Hare and then I was supposed to go uh, from O'Hare to Philly and I was supposed to get to Philadelphia at like, two o'clock and um you know it seemed like it, it, it was shitty because i had packed all my stuff up as if we were going to drive so there were certain things that were in certain boxes uh i'm not going to go into too much detail <laughs> about that but you know there was some stuff that i couldn't fly with and there was some stuff that i wanted to take with me um but you know one aspect of it that i'm i started looking at you know, pretty funny is that when I left Milwaukee for Birmingham, uh, I, I had two suitcases and a backpack. Like that was it. That was my life. And it was fine. And uh, one of those suitcases ended up like breaking a few years later, like the wheels came off. And I was like, sure, fine. Like I travel pretty light whenever I go anywhere anyway. So I normally don't need more than that suitcase in the one backpack or that one suitcase in the backpack. Um, so I made it to Philly with a suitcase and a backpack. Uh, but kind of skipped a little part here where uh the night before like literally like 10 30 the night before my flight from birmingham was supposed to go out uh, i see that there's a delay and uh i was flying united and i get an hour and a half about delay uh because the crew uh, apparently i guess they're flight that they were going to be getting in on had gotten delayed or something because uh, I got a message saying that like the crew would not have gotten enough sleep per federal regulations to be able to fly any, you know, at the time we were scheduled to fly at. So we got an hour and a half delay on that. And when I looked at the timing on that, uh, it was going to cause me to miss my connecting flight from O'Hare to Philly because I was going to get into Chicago at like the E gates or something uh, at 1107. And the flight from uh, O'Hare to Philly was supposed to leave uh, the A-gates at 11.15. And there was no way I'm going to make it like basically all the way across that part of O'Hare in that amount of time. Especially considering that somewhere along the line while I was moving, I kind of fucked up my knee. Uh, I think it was just like going up the stairs and over to like the trash bin to throw things out, going trying to do that so many times with like 
the really shitty steps that went down to my old apartment. Uh, so like I couldn't run. <laughs> I, I was like limping half the time and thankfully it's better now. Um, so I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, Hey, you know, if it's not better by like the middle of next week, I'm, I'm going to have to see somebody about this. Cause it was, it was bad. Uh, but you know, I knew there was no way I was going to be able to make it across O'Hare in that amount of time. And then on top of that, uh, while I was in Birmingham, there was another 20 minute delay because the doors to the airplane were frozen. <laughs> it was like, I, you know, I had a choice where I said, okay, I can either go ahead with this flight or I can turn back now and, you know, try and figure this out later because otherwise it looks like I'm going to get stranded uh, at O'Hare until they can put me on a connecting flight, which isn't going to uh, get me into Philly until about 10 o'clock which would mean uh, I would end up getting to Philadelphia after my, after the leasing consultant was already done for the day uh, on uh, Saturday and she wouldn't be back until Tuesday. So I would basically have to like stay at a hotel in Philly for two nights or something and spend, you know, however many hundreds of dollars on like that last minute hotel booking where, you know, if I was in a city, I knew better, I could probably find just like a, a cheaper like motel type place at a safe part of the city, but I don't know what's safe in Philly and what's not like, I've never fucking been here before. Yeah. So I would have to, you know, go in probably like a downtown area where I know there's just going to be a lot of people and nothing bad's going to happen. Um, yeah, at least if I stay in the hotel all day or whatever. Right. Um, so I had a choice of like, okay, I can either, you know, take that risk, and uh, get on this flight to O'Hare, or I can uh, turn back now and rework my plans and, you know, go from there. But again, uh, it was just one of those things of like, I am not turning back at this point. I have invested too much time in this, and I've already put too much energy into this. And I've already decided that this is what I'm going to do, and I'm too goddamn stubborn <laughs> to not do this right now. <laughs> um, so I took the gamble, and uh, I took that flight from O'Hare, and Thankfully, there ended up being a 15-minute delay on the flight from Philly to O'Hare due to operational issues, which may have been uh, because uh, it, it might have been because of like that flight from from uh, Birmingham to O'Hare that ended up getting delayed. Maybe they were like, "Okay, we we know that that's happening, so we'll try and give people a break." Um, but you know, it, it still is funny because I still had to haul ass with like a fucking limping. Uh, painful knee uh, to get from the E gates to the C gates instead. And I make it there just in time. Also like the pilot on that first plane must've been hauling ass. Like, I don't know if he was going over the flight speed limit or something. Cause I don't know how we got in at like 11 something or like early 11s. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm still like hauling ass on my shitty uh, painful leg to make it from the E gates to the C gates. And I get there like just in time. And, you know, I'm talking like I'm sweating, I'm shaking, my mouth is dry. I am feeling like I hit some sort of divine providence if it's out there, which I know it's not, but I like to say if just in case uh, to make it on the flight. And I'm telling the gate agent on this flight from O'Hare to Philly, I'm like, hey, look, I just barely made it over here. Uh, my flight from Birmingham to O'Hare got delayed. I know there were some other people on that flight that, you know, they were looking like they were going to miss connecting flights too. Uh, and I'm, you know, trying to form these words and the gate agent, she just looks at me, she goes, are they your friends? <laughs> I say, uh, no. And she says, 
then don't worry about them. <laughs> I'm like, man, that is some of the coldest Bull Chicago shit I've ever heard in my life, man. Yeah. Um, so I get on the plane and actually the seat next to me ends up being empty. So like somebody probably missed that flight because they couldn't get over in time. Um, but, you know, everything ended up working out where I got into uh, I got into Philly fine. And for a while, I was in like the intense rage edition. I thought that's what this show was going to be because I was looking it up, man. And I saw CEO of United. I think his name is Scott Kirby. Uh, he made $17 million last year. Uh, or he was paid. I can't say he was. He made $17 million because what the fuck would anybody do for $17 million in a year? Uh, he was paid $17 million last year. I already had like a net worth of 44 million or something. Um, United Airlines last quarter, last quarter made $1.5 billion in revenue. And you're telling me these motherfuckers cannot find enough staff to make sure their flights don't get delayed. Really? Like that's where we're at. So, you know, fuck all of them. Uh, not the workers, uh, not the people, the, the flight attendants or who, you know, uh, need their sleep because we don't want them uh, getting all coked up or, or speed speeded out just to make sure that there can be a wake on these flights in case, you know, there are problems. I, I get that. Uh, but bro, come on, just hire some more fucking people. Just hire some more fucking people. <laughs> and not, this could have been completely avoided. <laughs> they are totally allergic. They don't give a fuck. United is trash, man. Like United is total trash. And, uh, I have never, uh, I have never liked an airline less. Like Delta, I'm fine with, but United is just like I, I don't like anything about United at all. Their planes are trash. Their, uh, their, their logistics of their like runway, you know, like what plane is priority is trash. The delays are trash. It's just full trash, man. I, I don't, I don't like them at all. Yeah, I mean, I was basically, I was at a point where uh, I was going to try and, like, give them, you know, the whole spiel about how, uh, you know, I, I tried to do this with the gate agents when I got to Birmingham after uh, I saw that there was going to be that initial hour and a half delay. Um, I was going to give them a whole spiel about how, like, if I did miss that connecting flight, I was going to, uh, I was never going to fly United again. I was going to tell everybody I knew to never fly United again. Uh, but... You know, it's just they, they couldn't do anything about it anyway. Um, it, it's actually pretty funny that you know there were there were two uh, two gate agents, not not gate agents or whatever, but like customer service people, the people who check your bags when you initially get to the airport uh, before you go through security. Um, one of them, you know, her last words were like, you know, I hope you make it. You know, she was very positive about it. <laughs> the other guy who was working there, when I told him about. Uh, the delay he was like oh yeah you're not gonna make it <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm glad i didn't listen to him and i ended up just going for it because thankfully at least you know that part of the move worked out uh but then i got here you know and i had fucking nothing you know most of what was in my backpack was actually just like certain glassware that uh i didn't trust uh you know airport staff to not mangle um uh, and not even them just you know when it's going through like the when, you're, when your checked bag is going through like the conveyor belts and stuff and just slamming down uh, when it gets to uh, baggage claim. You know, I, I didn't 
I didn't want to like try and have faith in that. So that's most of what was in my backpack was glassware that either I wanted to have with me right now specifically, or that had like some sort of like sentimental value, um, either, you know, either use value or sentimental value really. Uh, so that was like in my, in my backpack and it was basically just like some clothes and, uh, you know, yeah, pretty much just, just clothes in my suitcase, which I'm getting to the point now where I'm, I'm, you know, running out of things to wear. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, I, I had my, I had to have my work computer, my laptop in my, in my arm. Like I had to carry it with me the whole time because it just wouldn't fit anywhere when I was packing. Um, but you know, then I made it here. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I slept on the floor the first night because I just didn't, you know, I was so exhausted. I didn't want to go out and like buy an air mattress at the target. That's like, actually just like a fucking 10 minute walk away. Um, I, I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I need to just, you know, sign all that paperwork and uh, just collapse basically. Um, so I'm slowly filling, you know, the, the small little studio apartment I have here out. And, um, you know, that's, that's basically the travel story. So you're talking, you know, now if we want to talk about like first impressions of the city, uh, I, I very strongly remember telling you and a few other people that, man, I just like really, really hoped that I would, you know, love it out here because, uh, everything was like everything about the move. It was just, you know, one of the most stressful experiences I've had in my adult life, which, you know, in some senses, I guess I could say I'm thankful for that because a lot of people go through a lot of worse shit. <laughs> but, uh, for me, it was just like, I, I was, I was not prospering in that time, man. I really was not prospering. Um, and so, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you can fall in love in like three or four days or whatever, but, uh, I am thinking I am going to really enjoy it out here. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of life, which is one of the things that, you know, is why I had to move out of Birmingham is because there's so few people there and I get it. You know, sometimes it's nice to be in a smaller, uh, slower paced, relaxed kind of city. Uh, but for me, you know, it's, I just can't do that. It's kind of like, you know, it's weird, I guess, at, you know, first glance, because I'm such an introverted person that you would think that I would do a lot better somewhere that, you know, I don't have to interact with a lot of people. And uh, I can, you know, take things at a slower pace, and there's not as much social interaction. Uh, but really, you know, it's one of the things that I've tried to get some people to understand over the past few years that like being introverted isn't really about like not liking people or being shy or anything like that. It's just about the fact that being around people can be pretty draining. Like it's, you know, extroverts are people who get their energy from being around other people and introverts are people who lose their energy <laughs> from being around other people. And that's not a bad thing uh, because if, you know, for me at least not having you know, certain kinds of social interaction or whatever. It's like my batteries were charged up all the time. And I was always like, I always had all this energy that I needed to spend somewhere, but there was nowhere to spend it, which uh, is, is not good. Uh, it led to some very unhealthy behaviors. I'll leave it at that. Um, so now just being somewhere where I can, you know, take a quick 10 minute walk and, and, you know, talk to a few people at like the fucking uh 7-eleven or something or the wawa you know <laughs> like just 
get that like casual social interaction out. Uh, I, I think that's good for me. And I, it's, it's, it's balancing me out a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I, it's, it's like a, there are some things you give up living downtown in a big city. Like I have, you know, pretty much no space in my apartment. <laughs> um, it is a very small studio and I've started, you know, I was telling my, uh, my siblings about it and my brother has a couple of pet rats and at first, or not rats, sorry, rabbits. Um, and at first, you know, I started saying, you know, yeah, this is like kind of fit, a room fit for a rabbit. And I just kind of shortened that to rabbit room. Uh, so, you know, it's in my little rabbit room. It's not a lot going on. Um, but there's so much like right outside the door, basically. Um, and one example of that is I actually, you know, I got here and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I had to, uh, you know, pay the security deposit before moving in. And I had to give them uh, first month's rent, last month's rent and prorated rent for January when I moved in. Uh, so that was like kind of a little bit of a hit. But, um, you know, I got in here and I was like, okay, I'm going to not spend much money. I'm going to like, you know, just kind of save, do like, you know, some rice and beans kind of shit and just uh, focus all that money somewhere else and, and, you know, sort of regrow the crops, you know. Um, but I moved in at the beginning of restaurant week, apparently. Oh, what? <laughs> the yeah. restaurant week? Uh, it's something that like, like there was a restaurant week in Birmingham. I don't know how much... Uh, how, how popularized it is but even this is not like philadelphia restaurant week it's central city district restaurant week so it's just like the the big downtown neighborhood i live in uh restaurant week here where there's uh, a lot of different places that are having like that have like these sort of mini three course lunches for twenty dollars or these you know more intensive three course dinners for forty five dollars and i haven't done any of the dinners yet because i'm like i'm not dropping forty five dollars on a meal dog not not today <laughs> But uh, I have done some of those lunches. Like the first day, uh, I think Monday, not the first day. Like I think Sunday started restaurant week and it was still, you know, I was still just like, I, I'm, I'm still getting everything organized at that point. Um, but Monday I went to like this Thai place that's like a five minute walk from me. Uh, I got some amazing like spring rolls. Um, I got some sort of like bourbon beef dish. Uh, that they actually, you know, they let you pick how spicy you want it. You can do like, you know, not spicy, medium, uh, spicy or Thai spicy. And I was like, I'm not ready for that Thai spicy. Thai right spicy now. will fuck you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't doing that. So I did like the regular spicy. Um, and it's pretty good. And it was also like a like a coconut pudding type dessert. Uh, that was really good. Uh, second day, I went to this Italian place. Uh, so I guess that was actually yesterday. And I got um, a mozzarella tasting. It was like three different types of mozzarella. And I was like, bro, I thought there was only one type of mozzarella and it was just mozzarella. Like, what are these Italians doing having multiple mozzarellas? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, it was like one was like the, the kind that you would expect, which is like a little firm. Uh, and then there was one that was less firm than that and one that was less firm than that. And I think there was like some olive oil drizzled on top of it with uh, some, some pepper cracked over it. Uh, and there was some pesto and a cherry tomato and some kind of green leaf thing. And that was all really good. Uh, and then I got the ravioli with that. And, you know, it was it was good ravioli. But, man, that sauce, that's, that was some damn good sauce, man. Uh, 
And then uh, it was like I got a, a gelato uh, for uh, for dessert, and they really like piled that gelato pretty high. So I felt like okay, this was actually like a pretty good value too. Um, I didn't get to do anything today because today uh, I was working for you know a good few hours. I didn't even realize that today was like the big day where we have the, the big corporate operations meeting that's like an hour and a half long uh, that I have to sit through. And then there was also the uh, like the smaller like core operations team meeting that we had right after that. Uh, so by that point, you know, they stopped doing the lunch deals at three and I'd already missed it. And that was a little disappointing. But uh, I stopped by like a local pizza shop and just got like two fat ass slices of pizza. And, you know, there's just so much left to do that I'm almost having trouble figuring out what I want, like where I want to go next and what I want to do next, which is just like a great problem to have. <laughs> but, um, you know, outside of that, I haven't gone too far from home yet. I still haven't gone to like the fucking uh, main SEPTA station, which is like the public transit thing to get like my bus slash train slash subway pass thing. Uh, I need to get on that. Because that's really the only way I'm going to be able to get around the city efficiently and go see some, you know, some stuff in other parts of the city. Because uh, it's a big city. So, yeah, man, it's been it's been a very uh, event packed, you know, first first, you know, almost first week. And I also I also signed up for like a, a like philosophy discussion club, which I couldn't find at all in Birmingham. Oh, it's something I looked for multiple times but i just couldn't find it and uh it's like two weeks from now i think is the first in-person meeting that i'll be going to where we'll be discussing uh, some essay written by some austrian guy i've never heard of about the ethical significance of art and i'm like fuck yes like i need shit like that you know uh, i was then... reading the wikipedia page for uh conspiracy against the human race last night so uh, i'm practically a fucking expert on philosophy. <laughs> Gunshot. Gunshot. Um, uh, and then, you know, so that's on the third. Then, like we talked about last week, uh, Squid's coming in later that week, so I'm going to go see them at Union Transfer. And then Mary Halverson's coming in the next day, so I'm going to go see her, her sextet at uh, Solar Myth. And those are Union Transfer and Solar Myth are both, like, within a mile of me, so it's like a uh, 15 to 20 minute walk to either place um and try january is going to be ending soon so i'm actually going to be like you know going on different apps and like trying to make friends maybe even if i can start dating again man i don't know um but yeah man this is a uh, this is exciting I've, I've been riding a high for a long time like even sam noticed it in the media chat or he's like you know marcus being an hour ahead or uh, or behind or whatever the fuck it is, man. I hate time zones. Um, he's like that gives you that gives him too much energy, and that is part of it. Like because I don't have to. Basically, I get to start work an hour later, uh, so that gives me that extra time in the morning that I really need. Um, like that's another thing that's really good for me. But also, it's just like you know, I'm, I'm a lot happier here than I probably have been in like the past few years in Birmingham, really. Um, one thing that like, and I don't even want to get like melodramatic about this part, but uh, I, <laughs> I had to get, so I have like three windows, three small windows instead of one big window uh, in like the, the main room in my studio and then a smaller window in the bathroom. And 
they they didn't have like any curtains or anything like that when I, or any blinds when I moved in. So like, you know, the first day I moved in, you know, there's like a Marriott right across the street from me and I can see into their rooms and they can see into my room. The fuck? Uh, yeah. Uh, so first day when I'm like going in the bathroom, I'm kind of wondering like, can they see me taking a shit? I was going to say, can they see me shitting right now? <laughs> yeah. I kind of just had to come to terms with it. I'm like, if somebody in there wants to watch me take a shit, then like, fine. <laughs> that's, fine that's, that's nothing I can do about that. You know, I, I did go get some blinds like the next day. Because <laughs> like, I only I only wanted to have to do that the one time. Uh, but I also, you know, I got what I thought was going to be one set of curtains um that I that was gonna it's like a two panel set that I thought was gonna fit in the window in the bathroom because I didn't actually read how long those curtains were. Uh so uh spoiler alert, they don't. Um I can fit one of them, uh one of the panels in there, but not the second one. Um but I also got another curtain that said it was like a uh light resistant curtain or something. I got it at Target. And I put that up in the living room or the the whatever what do you call the main room in a studio just like a fucking studio room it's not the studio living room it's not room, the bedroom the studio <laughs> the room yeah so i put that up in the in the studio and it kind of like it's, it's basically a blackout curtain which i have not had blackout curtains up since i worked nights and it kind of like brought me back to those years really quickly and not in a good way because <laughs> um, that's another one of those things that's why I was also like not very happy during those years uh, is because I would have to have the blinds closed all the time just to or at least you know during the day to like whenever it was actually bright outside because I needed to sleep um and I've kind of realized also like over the past few years, that's something that I'll do when I'm not doing too well is I'll just like leave the blinds closed and I'll, I won't open them. And I, I realized, you know, after I got here that like the entire last two months or so that I was in Birmingham, I'd had the blinds closed, man. <laughs> like I just had, had not had any actual natural light filtering into that apartment. Um, so I, I had to like take off that blackout curtain very quickly. I'm like, I can't do that again. I'm not going there. Uh, so I have light uh, filtering curtains instead where they still let some light in and I can still see outside through them. And I think that also kind of helps me keep track of like myself, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's pretty much it, man. I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm loving it out here so far. Uh, it's only, it's been less than a week. So who knows if it's just, you know, like kind of a honeymoon phase type thing. But uh, there's a lot to do here. It's going to keep me busy. It's going to keep my mind engaged. And uh, I could, as of right now, I, I'm pretty confident in saying that, like, I could see this being like the last stop on my journey. You know, I don't, I don't feel the way I did where, you know, even in Milwaukee, I was kind of like, eh, I, don't, I don't think that this is kind of where I want to be the rest of my life. Uh, and in Birmingham, it's like, I, I knew pretty fairly quickly that like this is not where i want to live for the rest of my life um but out here in philly man i could see this being it i'd be good with this being it
That sounds, uh, I, I gotta say for like all of that combined, like it's uh, airplanes, dude, airports, <laughs> fuck them. Right. It's so yeah. trash, man. Everything about him is trash. Uh, but that's pretty awesome. Like overall, like, yeah, it was painful and, uh, extremely painful, it. extremely painful for you. Uh, that's, you know, is what it is at this point you got there. And you're probably still working on either unpacking or the apartment or or what have you. But I mean, overall, that's that's fine. That's awesome. You're enjoying it so far, and hope you enjoy it for the for the long term. I sent that Thank photo because uh, imagine the smell of that. Like, place <laughs> <laughs> probably smells uh, trash, man. Dude, I got that fucking uh, that dim sum garden, man. I would go to the uh to the faux twenty. Faux twenty. Oh, oh dude, I didn't even notice that. That's pretty that's fun. <laughs> oh, twenty. It probably smells like pot. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh yeah, overall, like fuck it. That sounds that sounds good. You're making your way through it, so hopefully uh it just keeps getting better from there. I'll be out in March, probably like mid to late March. So it'll be my first time going out there for for anything and uh i will probably not be staying in philly but i'll be staying like 25 minutes from there so that will be uh that will be mega dope uh fuck man i think uh i don't have anything else to say to that but i've i i I think like let's try and ignore the pain and start laughing at some things let's get some let's get the comedy going in here uh got a got a big shout out big shout out this week uh we we're 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 pressing F again. Uh this time <laughs> for Ronnie fucking moron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is finished, ladies and gentlemen. Gunshot, gunshot. Uh my first BS headline is uh Ron DeSantis twenty twenty four campaign was doomed by fatal flaws, comma, awkwardness from USA Today. <laughs> awkwardness. Sorry, you, don't, you don't know how how mad i am that i do not have the gunshots on this one specific occasion because <laughs> as soon as it. i saw that yeah that is the most elated i've been in so long like there have been <laughs> fewer political events that i've enjoyed more and that i mean granted there's just been very few political events to enjoy in the past like four or eight years or whatever um but there have been I don't think there's been anything I've loved to see more than his campaign completely crash and burn. Like, it's been so satisfying to watch. <laughs> Former DeSantis supporter here. It's been hilarious watching them crash and burn. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, we know that I was memeing on this, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, all right, cool. So I wanted to make sure. I, sometimes it's one of those things where, like, it's... <laughs> Like the, the, I forget, is it Poe's Law? Is that the one where, like, the more time you spend pretending, if, like, if a community spends its time pretending to be an idiot or pretending to be idiots, eventually someone will come in thinking that they're actually idiots? Oh, um, yeah. Or usually that's applied to, like, you know, things a little bit more um, harmful than idiocy, let's say that. But it's like the whole 4chan problem where, okay, yeah, we're all joking about being, like, we're supposedly all joking about being like racist and homophobic or whatever, but eventually people that actually believe that kind of figured thought that they were at home there and, and chased all the fun people out. Yeah. 
I'm uh, I'm looking at a chart and it's like DeSantis had a very clear peak. I mean, like a lot of 2023 or no, 2022, he was uh, really, really high up there. And even in the early part of 2023, like people really saw him as a legitimate candidate that had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of like potential to, to take their ticket if Trump, you know, even if Trump was still there, like. People are like, man, we got to move on from Trump. And then like people realize like that just was not a popular opinion because I don't really think it ever was. And uh, apparently DeSantis's campaign was like out of money or something like he could not really get money because all the sponsors were really uh, nervous that like he would just go after sponsors uh, for being too woke or whatever, and no, no one would give him money, so he was like, "Well, shit, we're out of fucking money because I pissed off all the corporations." And uh, well, then there you go. He, he I don't, I don't know if that's the case though. At least from stuff that I saw, because I thought that uh, even when he dropped out, they still had like ten million left in the war chest or something with his pack, either five or ten million. I can't remember. Which, granted, you know, it's not too much in the you know, grand scheme of things, but that, that's like. Fucking two TV ads or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but I I was reading stuff more about them just like mismanaging things than you know him not necessarily being able to get uh to get any sort of like corporate endorsements or sponsorships or whatever. Um, I think you know if I was going to take my uh completely untrained and, and relatively uneducated take on what really doomed his campaign. Cause I think it did have a chance. I do think it really did have a chance uh, for a while when he was at least, you know, being presented by the media as like the uh, sort of like Trump light, like normie Trump kind of thing where uh, he, he was, uh, he had the right opinions on stuff, but he was also like not as unpredictable or whatever. Um, I think it's just kind of a thing of like a lot of like anti-Trumpers or never Trumpers just fundamentally misunderstand what his whole appeal is in the first place. And I think that's kind of what did him in is he thought, okay, I'm going to be like the big anti-woke guy because that's, you know, that's, that's what uh, Trump's doing right now. But they don't think that like Trump will like flip on a dime, man. He he's like he's making fun of Ron DeSantis for being the anti woke guy after a certain point. He's saying like, oh, he keeps saying woke, woke, woke. I don't even know what that means. And then you know, how, how does Ron pivot from that? And that's been his whole message. Yeah, that's a good point. I uh, I think people got tired of it. Like, wasn't something that had a lot of lasting power. So that was a well, big. Yeah, I don't know. I think it wasn't something that had a lot of lasting power because part of, you know, like that headline you're saying, like DeSantis is just not like a very likable guy. He doesn't come off as very personable no. or, or, you know, funny in the ways that Trump is, because again, whatever you think of him, uh, whatever you think of his politics, I think he's probably been the, the funniest president we've had uh, in at least the past like 20 years. So, I mean, W was kind of funny just because he, was, he came off as very unintelligent, but like Trump's just got bars, you know. <laughs> he was literally like he's sadly so good at it. Like I guess you could say that most of the Republicans that have been president lately have uh like Which played their persona so effectively that people think they're a joke or they think, you know, they they think differently of the person than what they really are.
because I mean W was a fucking Yale educated man and he played yeah. the Southern moron so well, the Texas moron, so to speak, so well. The humble Texas idiot. So people actually ate that shit up. Could you imagine? Stupid, stupid people. <laughs> uh yeah. I've got a I've got a bunch of I've got a number of headlines that I don't know like it's it's a it, they they change from how headliney they actually are. I'm going to start off with one that's an absolutely deranged fucking headline. Um this is an opinions article from the Washington Post by a noted noted longtime troll that has worked for the Washington Post uh as a as a fake corporate shill. Um this is the uh this is Megan McArdle with the opinion piece capping what? overdraft fees could actually hurt poor families. Dog, what the fuck are these people doing? So I've got to ask you, <laughs> without reading the article, how is this going to hurt poor families? We need those um, banks to charge overdraft fees. Well, because you see, if you don't have overdraft fees, then poor people aren't going to be scared by the threat of overdraft fees. So they're not going to manage their money better because it's like, well, what's the point if there's no overdraft fees? I can just do whatever I want. And then that's it. They just they just spend their money poorly. They max out the credit cards. They don't have anything in their actual accounts. Yeah, you know they 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 just you know they don't have uh, they don't have the threat of hell keeping them from bad decisions. You know. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so that's it. It's money management. It's more of a moral argument than a than a like legitimate argument. Yeah, but I mean, that's one of those. That's like a perfect BS headline in my opinion, because it's one of those things that you have to do. It's so like clickbaity in that sense of like, it's obviously wrong. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. That is not legitimate logic by any means at all. Uh, but it's something that they try and do like whoever wrote that. And is that person's name seriously Schmegan? No, it's Megan. Okay. All right. Thank you. What the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I was about to lose my shit on that one. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where, I would bet the author is in some way going to disagree with that headline while they're writing the article, or there's going to be some massive caveat to it where they're going to like completely undermine their entire point, but it's all in the fucking headline. It's just to get you to pay attention because that headline is so obviously wrong. Like I, that is a textbook BS headline in my opinion. Great pick on that one. She's a troll. She's a big time troll. She's a, uh, she's, she's published some, very questionable articles in the past um over the last like seven eight years she has also published an article saying "Healthcare will always be a business not a right uh okay number two uh says think twice before changing the tax rules to soak billionaires uh okay sure <laughs> third one beware of blaming government for london tower fire uh, okay <laughs> so oddly specific there was a tower fire like i'm guessing an apartment or something um that happened in london and apparently it was because the government didn't make the building have to withstand like normal fire protection and people were blaming the government for it and she, here she comes she's just a contrarian man it's so cringe yeah. uh i've got a more funny one uh got some local news uh, this is in the Salt Lake Tribune. No kindergarten unless potty trained? 
why a Utah lawmaker is pushing for this mandate. Why would he be pushing for this mandate? So he's saying that, so the, the mandate in question is that a, a, a kid, a child cannot uh, attend kindergarten unless they're potty trained. Yes. Uh, uh, why would he push for this? A growing number of Utah kindergartners who aren't fully potty trained. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much I disagree with this. Uh, I'm thinking these kids like... are just peeing their pants right during class and dripping yeah. on the floor. Need a janitor come soak that shit up. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you know, it doesn't soak into like the carpet or whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is. This has to, this can have like a, a rational argument to it. Um, I feel like this is another one of those, like, well, no, because it's kindergarten. I can't even blame it on the pandemic. Um, I don't know, man. That's weird. Why do you think it's happening? I I wanted to present this because it was the opposite. It's so mainline. It's not a contrarian at all. It's very <laughs> obvious. Like they're just pissing on the floor. Side note: You said unless it soaks into the carpet. I have to personally ask. What freaking kindergarten or small, very early school would still be stupid enough to allow carpets when these dumb kids are vomiting and peeing and all sorts of nasty shit? Like they're spilling their lunch, they're spilling their water or milk or whatever, man. No way. That they're that do not have carpet at your school. That's nasty. Well, look at, I mean, in the picture that they use for this article, which maybe it's a clickbaity picture or something, I don't know. That's like some kind of carpet, right? Or is that like a, does the material go by a different name? It's still absorbent. That is the, I, I can tell that that is the most generic, basic floor carpet that you can see in a lot of schools. <laughs> and every one of them is disgusting. Yeah. They're gross. They're, they don't work. They don't function like carpet. It's like carpet that's been soaked by a mysterious uh, number of liquids a number of times and it like sticks together. It works as one like system rather than like individual segments as carpet does, and mm -hmm. and it's gross. It's nasty. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more non-big article, and it's a. Uh, it, this is a new oh, shit. I want to get the photo in. Um, fuck. I'm trying to go around the uh, the paywall that's on this article. Uh, screenshotting it very early before the thing comes in. Uh, yeah. Here we go. The 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 next one is also in the Salt Lake Tribune. A huge new Utah solar farm could power half a million homes. It will fuel Facebook and Instagram <laughs> instead. Dude, think of all the uh, uh, think of all the the tax money that Meta's going to bring in uh, with these with all these. Uh, solar panels right that, that's going to generate tax money they're going to pay their taxes right so this uh yeah they're definitely going to pay their taxes it's going to be totally worth it granted <laughs> i'll say that like if you really consider uh i wouldn't say that this is the cheapest of all the land in the united states but utah is one of the best states for solar it's going to be out in like the middle of nowhere like where i just posted is the county that it's going to be in um this like really nothing like as long as you're west of that street like you're fine like nothing happens over there no one really cares um and i would say the only place that has land that is worth less is 
uh, I'm posting it. I'm trying to post it now. And I'm, and I'm, I'm including the native reservations in here kind of to make a point because that's what we're allowing them to have. And it's dog shit. Uh, but this little land, this is like Nebraska and like Colorado and Wyoming and South Dakota. Like that land is worth jack fucking nothing. I have seen it from air and I never want to be in it because it looks so miserable and nothing that like you could definitely put like solar farm there. You could put the solar farm uh, in uh, in New Mexico, like most places in New Mexico are pretty trash. Uh, that panhandle of Oklahoma area, that's pretty trash. Um, and no one lives there. And it's really open, like northern Nevada, you could put it there. So, like, uh, honestly, like, fucking this place in Utah is about about the same. Like, it's ass. No, nothing happens there, and no one really cares. But fucking, you, they better pay their taxes. I want, I want the fucking, ba I want Mark bucks. I want Facebook bucks <laughs> coming back to me because I am a citizen here, and I, I, I am allowing them to to have land. I guess, like, representatively, by my representation. You have a. State do you have Utah identification or do you still have like Illinois? No, I have an ID. I have a driver's license. I have a registered car here. I, I get my okay. fucking paycheck here. You know, the state takes my tech. The state takes my hard earned money, man. Yeah, man. Look, you know what? That's, that's one of the things. I don't know if I mentioned this before. I probably did. Uh, it's one of the only things that's like bad about moving out here is that I'm actually getting double taxed right now. Wow. It's kind of fucking. It's it sounds you know eerily like that whole taxation without representation thing because I don't have representation in Alabama, but because uh, I'm employed by an Alabama company, I still have to pay taxes on those wages in Alabama. But at the same time, uh, at least you know in the city of Philadelphia, there's like a, a somewhere between three and four percent wage tax, so I'm getting taxed here on my income too, which is like. Uh, that's gross, man. That's that's one of the only. That's very gross. Yeah, I should I should probably find a new job soon. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, like, sit. I'm I'm just gonna basically it basically comes out to cities. Am I right? Like, fuck. What else am I gonna say? Yeah, it's it's and like you know, I wanted to uh, I wanted to do things, I wanted to do things right. Where like I didn't want to, you know, be like, oh, you know, thanks for uh, letting me move out to to you know fucking pennsylvania and still be employed uh now fuck you i'm gonna get a new job uh after you paid you know to keep me while i moved out here and you know took days off for that and all that kind of shit uh but uh you know i, I got uh, a little bit of righteous anger in me right now and i'm not going to get into the specifics of the situation right now but uh a couple people at my company kind of pissed me off today um which is why like if I didn't go out for a walk to the giant uh, grocery store before the show, uh, I, I probably would have been fuming a little bit. Uh, it's just some people did some shit that they did not have to do. And when the time comes that I can talk about that, I will. Um, but I might have to like fuck some people over. And it's, it's kind of an unwritten plan. Yeah, I, uh, I really should find a new job. <laughs> you already know that if you fuck them over, the next person that tries to do what you did is getting told hell the fuck no. You're yeah. you're cooked. You're getting fired. Yeah. But, I, oh well, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is this has kind of got to be in my like fuck you pay me phase of my life, right? Like that's I'm in my late twenties. It's kind of what it's got to be, right? Yeah. Uh that's 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 pretty much the uh, resounding 
mentality of uh of everyone my age at my work it's it's i am eligible for a raise give it to me now <laughs> and uh you know there's there's leverage to be had there like I, yeah. i've seen it it's pretty it's pretty odd i feel like i have too much power i don't know what to no. do with it no such thing no such thing you got to use it man you got to use it i've uh if i'm gonna use my power for good i'm gonna change this dog shit state uh to be to be better and uh the last local news i have is uh is this terrible? It's actually terrible piece of news. Um, this is something I had seen last night uh, while I'm while I'm bowling and getting my ass whipped uh, on the tele on the good old television. Uh, there is a new there is new news that Utah County, which is the county uh, that I'm going to post now, uh, which encompasses uh, Provo and Lehigh and Orem and some pretty large areas, Spanish Fork of utah which is not saying a whole lot but eh, like uh, the second biggest county i would say if you if you put a gun to my head I'm like, this is probably the second biggest county of utah um mm -hmm. this county will no longer pay return postage for mail-in ballots they are uh which which i didn't realize i'm like this sounds silly at first but then uh my my brother who is much more wise than me had said no that's like how you vote because you get mailed the thing and the return ballot is the return uh, mailage postage is how you send in your vote. And I'm like, oh, that's mm -hmm. really bad. Like that's mm -hmm. that's that's pretty shit. That's very very shit. And uh, I was I was informed of this. Like I had a, I will say this was after two dark lagers that were very delicious. And uh, I read this. I'm like, wait, that's so fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't mess, this isn't my county, and uh, my county actually does pay for, for this return by mail postage, uh, so it's not, not my problem yet, but this is uh, the, the county clerk, Aaron Davidson, your name's Aaron Davidson, basically two first names, motherfucker, says he's making the change to push people to drop boxes and to save taxpayer money. Now, I am all on board with saving taxpayer money when it doesn't make sense, but there are plenty of reasons why. Why the fuck are you going to push people to drop boxes? Like this, we have a mail system that works, and it's a fuck. It's a it's a constitutional right to have a mail system that works, and he's trying to push people to drop boxes. Like fucking, why are you trying to take away options? Is this postage, bro? The Utah County postage per year. Give me a break. Try to tell me that that's a significant fucking cost. I have to pay for stamps. Get fucked. Get fucked. Dot com. Dipshit. It's just uh, you know. Yeah. It's it's another one of those things you look at and it's like, man, why why do poor people never vote? Like, what's wrong with them? Like, why don't they realize they'll get what they want if they vote? Well, you know, <laughs> maybe uh. Maybe it's all it's all kind of set up to make sure poor people don't vote. Well, this uh, this quote is, you know, like, honestly, his quotes are uh, are OK. There's one that says, I'm trying to do everything I can to move people to the three free options, um, which which which, which on its own it sounds fine. But when he lists it like this, drop it in a box, vote in person or early in person person voting, bro, some people don't have cars. Yeah. And in in Utah especially, like these places are not very close. 
Like you're fucking, you're voting office, your nearest voting office. If you live out in fucking uh, some of these rural areas, even in Utah County, like you're not going to be able to walk to these places. You're going to need a car. You're going mm-hmm. to need a car to get to any of these places. These people live so remote out in like, you know, even in, even in the, you know, the general, I don't know, I call it the I-15 belt, the I-15 belt is that big long road that goes from all the way north Idaho to all the way south down to the very bottom of the state. If you live on that belt, you're not going to you're not going to be within walking distance of your Dropbox. And your Dropbox is you're not going to be in near you know, you're not going to be next to uh these other places either. You're you're early in person, you're in person anywhere. Like I bet Utah's early in person is probably shit anyway. Like I remember I voted for this last year. It wasn't for anything very big at all, but it was and it was still like I can definitely not get there on foot. It is a battleground to get there, you know, even in my car. So I think that this is shit and uh you know, if this is just saving the taxpayer money, I I I think that that's just a fucking brush all to uh to save like tens of thousands of dollars, which is jack shit in like the larger scale so so wait we can we can actually we can solve we can kill two birds with one stone here and just these past two headlines posted man take the tax money that that is obviously going to pay on on this solar farm and use it to pay for the postage boom done oh if only it were that simple right (laughs) you know that's a good point You, you we're getting so much you know bigger revenue and we're trying to save on the expenditures. Well, sometimes it's it's okay to cash in that new revenue and use it to improve the lives of people, especially <laughs> when it comes to democracy, something that politicians love to, to badge on about and beat the drum to. You know, if democracy is not free, it costs money, and that's perfectly fine. So so how about we actually cash in the money that we earn to, to do something? Let's... Not saying spend it all. I'm not saying blow it all in Vegas, but shit, like we can we can spend it reasonably. And Just also, Vegas is right next door, so like yeah, we can bro, do that too. I think I need a weekend in Vegas, like yesterday. <laughs> it's actually so far away. Like, yeah, it is right next door, but holy shit, that is a long ass drive. And uh, that little bit of I-15 in Arizona is known for being a big ass fucking speed trap. That whole road is a speed trap. I've heard so. I, I note that for sure. Well, I mean, how much I'm, I'm looking up how how much is a flight from uh, from Salt Lake City to to Vegas? Uh, it is not expensive at all, but it, like airport. Oh, round trip from well, okay, this is Expedia with their non-existent. Oh no, fuck, dude. Uh, what is this Spirit nonstop from sixty-five dollars, man? Frontier nonstop from ninety dollars, man. And a, and a lift to the airport is like thirty five dollars. That's messed up, bro. Uh, fucking yeah, parking, airport parking, like fucking. I don't know how much a day it is, but it's stupid. Yeah, just just flying. Flying is ass. That's I hate flying. I hate. I I, I don't even really like talking about it because it's just there's nothing That's good terrible. about it. So yeah. uh, this um, I'm gonna say uh, there's there's some other headlines. Some was looking around on the local and. Uh, this has been uh, this has been a very widely spread image on the internet over the last uh, week or so. Do you does this ring a bell at all? Does this photo right here ring a bell? 
I'm hearing silence. Oh, your mic's muted. Is that on purpose? Fuck, it was. Uh, no, I have not seen this image, but it looks like some sort of rodent-shaped uh, crater in concrete that is filled with coins in the way that you would toss them in a wishing well and yes. uh, pills of some sort. Yeah, those pills are uh, are estrogen, uh, but but that's aside the <laughs> point. Turn of the frogs gay. Like, yeah, turn of the frogs gay. Um, this has been uh, this has been known as uh, what's called the Chicago Rat Hole. Uh, this is something that was found in the concrete at some point. That was uh, a Chicago Rat Hole. It was like in the concrete, and uh, there was it, like someone just found it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Like this was. This was, I guess, at some point, a body had been accidentally imprinted when they were making the sidewalk, um, and people found this. They posted on the internet, and it became a very quick sensation. And uh, people were offering, you know, that's like little wishing well. It's you know, you toss a little coin in, toss a little. Uh, it might have been estrogen. It might have been meth. I'm not really sure what those <laughs> pills were. But I read that it was a stradiol. And uh, I just figured it was the hormones. That's the, those are the estrogen hormones. So, uh, yeah, this is a, this was a Roscoe Village in Chicago, a little rat hole that had people had been uh, wishing. But the uh, there is worse news because it has been covered in. It has been filled. Chicago rat hole mysteriously filled in. Then restored by neighbors, Chicago has to take care of its own. So there is a war right now about this rat hole that people have been trying to fill it with cement, and they are constantly undoing that filling in with cement <laughs> in an effort to remember our guy, or our Chicago rat guy. Um, the key, they have named the hole Lil Stucky. In <laughs> the only thing that Chicago could possibly do, they call him Lil Stucky. <laughs> um that actually makes i didn't know that and that makes my heart warm they call them lil stucky uh yeah somewhere in roscoe village they had uh they're they're basically taking acetone to uh to the uh to the hole whenever it gets filled in to break down all of that new cement um yeah lil stucky is uh is living on and this is this is becoming a local shrine that uh that i think we all kind of <laughs> can love a little bit more which i i love it it's this is so awesome for him that uh, that's that's the type of of wholesome news coverage that we need to see more of in this country. Just the shit that's like, uh, did I talk about this last week of how I I started watching CBS? No, what? <laughs> I thought I did. I think you might have that. actually briefly talked about just normal CBS. Yeah, and uh, that's the kind of thing where like if you watch like national news like CBS, you legitimately would think that this country is on the brink of another civil war or something, or like that the infrastructure of every city in America uh, is actually just completely crumbling with crime and murder and, and theft and robbery and, and larceny and all that good stuff. Uh, because they just hit you with it over and over again. Like it's, it's kind of like, yeah, I get why people uh, who, who watch cable news just, are some of the most brain rotted individuals in the country because that's that's all you fucking get out of that. If they were showing just stories about uh, a little Stucky, like yeah, you know, everybody would be getting along. This would be a great country. 
uh, feel sadly that the positive news stories like Lil Stucky are like 35% or 33% of the total news coverage at max. Like some yeah. of the new, good news, good larger news stations I know, they they cover stuff like that. And But it's like neighborhood heartwarming stories and it's only ever a third. Yeah. And so uh, I'm also, uh, where did you hear that that was, that that pill was Estradiol? uh i don't fucking know probably read it okay because they probably looked in the same place that uh i do this is something this is something i picked up a long time ago um when i was let's say in a more um exploratory phase of my life where if i would see pills on the ground i would wonder huh, i wonder if that's a fun one um you can actually like google this kind of thing pretty quickly uh like i just googled oval teal pill and what you want to do is look for drugs.com and um, you can you can find some good results there so that's that's you know it's possible that that could be it but it also could be like fucking high blood pressure pills man that's even that's fucking way more boring high blood pressure pills jesus christ uh i've got I think I'm going to save my rant for next week because I don't want to fucking rant on, on another rant. Uh, I'm going to hit like power, you know, power go through these sips, these sip reviews, unless you've got another, another topic you want to hit. Uh, I can I can do a quick few headlines that I've collected. Oh, sure. Uh, I got one from Tasting Table and I don't have the links like you do. I should, I should make sure I get those uh, going forward. But uh, this is review. Panera's new sourdough melts won us over with flavor-packed ingredients. And I'm just wondering, do you think Panera's paying for reviews to distract from the fact that they killed people? That's my first thought here. It's like, <laughs> what are we what are we talking about Panera for, bro? You kill people for fun. Uh sourdough bread? Now I love a good sourdough bread. Um I would be dunking it in the fucking lemonade though. Like that's the only way yeah. to enjoy this kind of bread, so yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll move past that one. Uh, business Insider here. Nearly 40% of workers like their jobs enough to turn down a promotion, a new report says. Uh, what kind of jobs do you think those 40% of workers have? Who are these fucking losers, man? <laughs> Who are these losers, and how can I tell them that they are losers? Uh, yeah, don't, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> What job? What job can you possibly like that much, man? I don't know. Uh, these people are bewildering to me because uh, there are. De- I definitely like of the people that I interact with day to day. It is not forty percent. It is far closer to four percent that like love their job so much that they wouldn't try to even move. Um, it's probably it's probably less than four percent. But but that's that's just my take losers okay. utter losers all right i got a uh, another business insider headline here going back to back with them this person says i've had 17 interviews for four jobs i'm exhausted and burned out and it's just like okay did you like, get any of your jobs maybe try that? getting that's a also job like <laughs> gunshot um it's also like that's a little choosing beggar-ish right like, bro, I got 17 interviews for four different jobs. That's not easy. Not a lot of people are getting that many interviews, man. Like, help, take your blessings where you can get them, man. Yeah, I mean, interview is not like, 
it's not even a real win. You don't get anything with an interview. You don't even get paid to do an interview. So, like, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, okay, I got one from the Daily Digest here, which is, uh, remember when, uh, sorry, remember when Ukraine destroyed a $200 million Russian radar system? And I think this is indicative of the fact that we are really winding down with uh, with respect to that war, because we're kind of getting nostalgic for Ukrainian victories at this point, man. Like, that's That's not good. I think that is very funny though like people that actually follow people that actually follow the war they actually they uh they love like counting dollar amounts on each side you know especially even the even with the stuff that happens in Yemen like you you have the the public stuff that comes out that Yemen's that Houthis are flying like thousand dollar drones that look like really that look like fucking paper mache drones that have motors on them and stuff or like paper mache planes with motors and that the US is considering a, you know firing multi-million dollar missiles at these stupid little drones and they're just like Jesus man like this is this is actually insane and uh for it to happen with Ukraine and Russia like that's equally insane that's just very cool that uh yeah. I just think it's cool. Like, I don't know that I really care one way or another on, uh, like, there, there is a lot of information that it's, uh, like, not happening. Like, nothing there is happening lately. The mm -hmm. the live UA map that's online is pretty stagnant. Uh, so, and, it's, and it's fucking winter. Like, they're, they're too bored. They're too cold <laughs> to do anything. They're not going to go and fuck around because it's freezing outside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've I've seen, you know, some of those maps and stuff too, and it's like, it's kind of been this way for a while at, at, at this point. Um, but I'll, I'll keep moving on to some more lighthearted stuff. I got Eat This, Not That. Uh, they say, Carl's Jr. versus Hardy's. Five major differences. Do you know what those differences are? Because I've always thought they're basically the same place. Bro, I thought they were the same place too. The five major differences. I'm going to say... One is quality of the lettuce, uh, the lettuce at one. I'm going to guess the lettuce at Carl's Jr.'s is a lot better than the lettuce at Hardee's. I think Hardee's is probably just the the budget version of Carl's Jr. You know, Carl's Jr. is like the 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 big brand, the big face of the brand, you know, mm -hmm. where Hardee's can just fuck around and make shit for cheap but still charge outrageous money. Um, I'm going to say Carl's Jr. has more fucking – organic option i don't know it's probably not organic but like gluten-free i don't know healthy option we'll just call it healthy options in general uh number three um hardy's probably has fucking one style of fries and carl's jr has a different style of fries uh, i'm talking like steak or waffle or or normal french fries like straight uh uh i don't know i'm gonna say uh carl's jr has better i'm out of ideas like fuck me I, I give up all good all good um on this same topic though i kind of this is something i could easily google for but i'm like nah bro and it's it's like you know probably this is not even good content this is some shit that like everybody's probably said at some point but why is it like carl's jr instead of carl juniors i've never understood that and i'm always just kind of like File it away in the back of my mind, and said I'll look it up later, but never do. 
Uh, I'm going to guess that Carl's Jr. instead of Carl Jr.'s. Uh, I'm going to guess that it's a shortened version of like Carl's Jr. Uh, 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 you know, I don't really fucking know. Carl's, Carl's my little, my little restaurant, my little burger restaurant for Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Burger Restaurant. I don't like, maybe they were naming the burger Carl's Jr. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, that's, that's my best guess. Cause I mean, like you know, a lot of the a lot of the burger places they're named after the burger, instead of like after the restaurant. Originally, I think what? that's how you named like those style of diners. Name one. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I can't. Fuck uh, you. Hack spirit. They say eight non-obvious signs that a man is highly intelligent. <laughs> Give me, give me two. Give me two obvious signs that a man is highly intelligent. Um, number one, he uh, he wears glasses. Obviously, that's the stereotype. And as well, we no, know, that's an obvious sign, though. We're looking for non-obvious. Signs. Oh, non-obvious. Okay, sorry, I, I miss I misheard. Uh, non-obvious signs. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um. I'm gonna say uh, doesn't doesn't wear a winter coat when it's forty degrees in January because I did that today and like I got I got a weird look. He's like, bro, it's January. I'm like, bro, it's like forty five degrees outside. I'm not gonna wear a yeah. coat. I don't need to wear a coat. I I don't I'm know about this one. Uh, you remember our our friend who uh, was always gonna end up going to Notre Dame. But never seemed to actually go to Notre Dame. That guy's stupid. That was, thing. <laughs> that was his thing. Yeah, but it wasn't forty-five degrees outside. It was like insanely, insanely, <laughs> uh, like warm or cold. He was yeah, a dumbass. No, it was like zero. <laughs> okay, let me let me pick a different. Let me pick two different things. Number one is uh, I'm gonna say they wear they wear green pants. Uh, green pants is like a. <laughs> It's like a like I'm I'm smart and uh, I I'm beyond the uh, the need to just wear blue black or brown pants. Like if you're wearing something like you know like white pants or green pants, even like a mahogany red pant, like you're you're genius. You're smart. You don't conform. Uh, you're you're intelligent. Number two, um. Number two is a uh, you know non obvious sign that you're smart is a uh, is I'm trying to think of something non obvious non obvious is that uh that you you sleep in the middle of the bed and not on a side because hmm. you you're 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 confident enough to own that whole bed <laughs> so you don't okay. you don't really need you don't need to concern the the potential of others that are or may be sleeping in your bed like no i'm I'm taking the middle this shit's mine get the fuck out it is mine it is. all the time all right i'll take those uh last one last one here from usa today men are going to brutal boot camps to reclaim their masculinity how did we get here so how did we get here well it all started um Back in back when I ran, wanted to be independent, 
<laughs> or something. I don't fucking know. Like, that's where you'd have to go. <laughs> that's where this is. That's where I'm sure this all points to in some independent way or some very indirect way. Uh, no, really. Uh, men wanting to reclaim masculinity. Uh, I don't fucking know. Like, men are too susceptible to, to what other people tell them to do. That's really what it comes down to. They can't think for themselves. And uh, that's my final answer. I, I, you know, that's, that was my first thought after reading this too, which was like, you know, if you're, if you go into a, a boot camp to reclaim your masculinity, um, I feel like that's like not a very masculine thing to do at the end of the day. Like, why are you, why do you feel like you have to do that? Um, the other thing was that this is just like kind of funny to me because it's like, this seems like the most uh, schizo, like right wing panic uh, of like masculinity uh, boot camps. Like that sounds like something that uh, like masculinity reeducation boot camps. That sounds like a crazy like this is what the leftists want you to do kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I think Jocko Willink needs to tell me what to do <laughs> for everything. He's he's smart. He gets it. He he does cold showers. Have you ever done a cold shower? Yeah, I fucking suck. I hate it. It's terrible. They're terrible. terrible. It's, like, it's, a, it's a meme. It's a total meme. Like, bro, you, you'll be so awake. Like you'll be so alert and ready for your day. I'm like, no, I just like start hating my life at an earlier point in the day. That's like I'm supposed to wait till like two p.m. to start that, not eight a.m. Come on. Pretty much this. I agree with that. <laughs> do you have a? Uh, do you have any more? Nah, I'll, I'll call it there. I've uh, I've got six fucking drinks that I've had. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go crazy because I've been going crazy with these. Um, fucking, I have got, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, drinking the Celsius. Uh, I've said before, so pretty much ignore everything, ignore the orange sickle because that's wrong. I've had like those three, and then uh, I've had. Fucking live fit. I'm messing. I'm I'm failing. I'm failing here. Uh, okay. So I've had those. No shit. Okay, those three, and then this one of uh Celsius. So I'm gonna start off by saying I had the Blue Crush today. The Blue Crush Celsius Live Fit. Uh, that's that tastes exactly the same as the Blue Icy that you see at movie theaters. Uh, blue Ooh. raspberry. It's it's the exact same. Uh, bit strong, bit strong, and uh, at the time, didn't like it that much. Looking back, I I probably liked it a little bit more than I than I gave it credit for. Uh, number two, mango tango. Uh, that was that was like not very good actually. I was surprised. Like they actually managed to mess up mango. Like it it's, it's tasted very subdued. The flavor was not strong. It was uh a little artificial in my opinion and uh, i was not happy with it not happy with it number three cherry limeade uh this is this is the same exact flavor as the ghost cherry limeade and uh this celsius blows it out of the fucking water instant easily way 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 better than the ghost um cherry limeade uh from the ghost flavor had way too much limeade and not enough cherry this was the perfect mix uh 
They also decided to make it green. Uh, I don't really know why, but like this shit was awesome. I love the cherry limeade. Uh, and number four, Dragonberry. Uh, this is this is one of the best energy drinks I've had all year. This is uh, very solid, very very solid. This is like you know your passion fruit, dragon fruit, dragon fruit. Like all this shit is basically the same anyway. A uh, little bit of a berry flavor. I was awesome with it. It sounded, it smelled great. It tasted great. I, I am upset that I did not have this on a working day because I feel like it's very tough to have a bad day if you're going to drink this. Um, one of the best sips I've had all year, and, and even like into like last year a bit. There are there are some some that challenge like the rainstorms, uh, but this is a big can, so not a small can, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, I have two more. These we're gonna we're gonna swap into the swap into the other brand. I've got two ghosts that I've had uh, in the last um, in the last week or so. This first one is a is a is a class favorite. Uh, this is Ghost Orange Cream. I've talked about this before. I've had it twice. The first time I'm like I kind of like this. Second time, man, this is trash. I don't like this at all. Third time, <laughs> sipping very lightly. No, this is okay. Like I, I like this. It's, it is, it is way too strong, and they use way too much of the powder or whatever the flavor agent is, the syrup, and uh, this is like I, I cannot gulp this at all. I'm okay with that, um, but, but like sipping wise, it's, it's pretty okay. Like I, I like it. It's strong, and if I just kind of let the, let the drink touch my lips and touch my tongue, then that's all good, and that's how it should be enjoyed. Um, but it is limited in that regard. It's just not as bad as I as I had thought previously. I'm I'm still like this is okay in the okay realm. The second ghost I had, this is a this is a rare flavor, uh, rare to me anyway, because I I have looked a lot in a lot of places and I could not find a could not find a regular uh, distribution of it. But I finally found it at the Walmart. It has been present. This is face pop. Ladies and gentlemen, the phase pop flavor. Um, this is the worst ghost I have ever had. <laughs> this is I. I am. I was surprised. I remember reading on Reddit there was a ghost ranking of of drinks, and I had seen this can. I like the can. I really do like the can. I like I like the white can with the with the edgy top and bottom with the red and the black, and it's like tiger camo. I'm like, this has to like at least be okay. It was not. It was a. Uh, it was like a really bad popsicle that was lacking in uh, in kick. It just feels like it had no kick, no kick whatsoever. This was a uh, like like a like a like a wet like a like a popsicle that's melting, but but not good. Like it's melting too fast, and you're kind of trying to like keep the flavor. There's no lasting flavor where the orange cream is really lasting in your mouth, and uh, face pop is like. You're hit with an upfront like, damn, you're sucking on a popsicle, and then the flavor's like gone. There is no lasting flavor on this. So um this is the worst ghost I've had. And I've tried the bubblicious ghost. And that's that, that should say something. <laughs> that was not good. Nor was the Swedish fish one. So Oh, I love that Swedish fish one. Are you kidding me? Uh I, yeah. it, like it's Swedish fish, like actually. I like Swedish fish, but I don't like the Swedish fish ghost. Drinking it is 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 odd. I just think it's odd. Okay. Um, 
I've had uh, most of these Celsius. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm upset about the the orange sickle one because I I was one of the first people on the energy drink subreddit to actually find one of these big boy Celsius cans, and I posted about it, and nobody paid attention. I got like like four upvotes or something like that. I'm like, bro, I'm over here finding like new 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 shit. And uh, nobody's paying attention, man. So, you know, that 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 bumped me out because the next person who posted about them got like way more upvotes, and I'm like, you fucks. Uh, but it's all just like bacon and Netflix anyway. I was surprised though that these have 270 milligrams of caffeine. Like that's that's just that's an odd amount, bro. Like, why would they pick 270? What's what's special about that number? I don't know either. It's it is a very odd uh it is a very odd like selection to pick. It's not three hundred and it's I, I don't know, maybe they did like cust consumer research like for the for the caffeine uh for the caffeine lovers, this is a high enough number to be like like basically for those that are addicted to caffeine painfully like me. Uh, like that number is high enough that it's not like the standard one sixty that's in monsters or you know, it's 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 not two hundred like what's in uh, some other energy drinks. Like, shit, I think Ghost is two hundred. So yeah, so is the regular Celsius. Yeah, so this is just a little bit extra. Live Fit, and you know, it's got a lot more vitamins too. It's got chromium in it. Chromium is an awesome element. I love chromium. Should uh, I be drinking chromium? Is that a, is that good for me? Probably not. I don't fucking know. You're drinking zinc. Like zinc is healthy for you. Yeah, sure. Apparently. Magnesium yeah. is healthy for you. Potassium yeah, is a metal. Yeah. And that's in bananas and shit, so there you go. Yeah. I actually don't um, know if potassium is a metal. I think it kind of I think it can be. It but... is, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was. Sure. We'll just say it is. It, it just it just is. <laughs> it is. The drive by has declared it. Yeah. Um I'm upset though that this blue uh the blue crush. Why does it say sparkling blue raspberry on the top? But it's it's blue crush. When all the other ones, even you know, like cherry limeade, it's cherry limeade on the bottom, but cherry lime on the top. And the fucking fucking dragonberry, it's actually strawberry dragonberry. Why do they what? do this? Yeah, I just realized this. The sparkling strawberry dragonberry. Why would they do this? My whole life is a lie. <laughs> this is bullshit, man. I don't like that at all. I mean, I could tell that the blue crush was definitely blue raspberry, but strawberry dragon berry? What the fuck? No, it's called dragonberry. I don't think there's any strawberry in that shit at all. I'll be honest. Why would they call it strawberry dragonberry if there's no strawberry? Because they're stupid and they're lying. Oh, <laughs> fucking no. That's terrible. Um... Even mango tango, dude. Like I would think the tango implies that there's something tangoing with the mango, but no, it's just it's just mango apparently. No, it's just it's just happy alliteration, rhyming. It's cringe. It's un. It's not alliteration. I don't care. You know what I mean? It sounds it's the same. Rhyme. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> very very ironic that in a music show you can't pull the word rhyme. Uh, <laughs> This face pop one though, dude. That's that's uh, that's named for like the 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 gamers, right? Like the gamers, pop. right? It's the gamer energy drink. It's the non G fuel. 
Yeah, I mean, I've had good energy drinks that were gamer related. You know, the the Peach Ring Sonic G Fuel, the Mega Man, uh, the Naruto one was pretty mid. I was not happy with it. Um, the Mega Man one was good. The Tetris one was good. Yeah, they definitely like taste cheap as fuck. Yeah, those those are like classic games. The phase thing is like the more more modern games. And if there's one thing we know about modern gamers is that they'll take whatever they're given. You know, they're never going to rise up. Yeah, so you should have known. That, that is true. I will agree with that, and I should have known. Um, I think it might be time for a piss break. What do you say? Uh, I, I want to talk about one energy drink real quick because I tried a new Celsius flavor today. Oh, yeah. I sent you the, the secret new Celsius. Uh, this was the green apple cherry flavor. And uh, don't buy it. That's all I'm going to say. Don't buy it. What it the terrible. fuck? Don't buy it? it. Yeah. No, I love their Fuji apple pear. That's one of my favorite energy drinks of all time. But this like green apple cherry, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. It's bar- it barely tastes like apple. And then it barely tastes like cherry, but it's the worst kind of cherry, which is like that cough medicine cherry. Don't do it. Oh, I've seen this. This looks trash. I'll be honest. This looks very trash. Three out of ten. Don't do it. Well, I'm glad because if anything is marketing itself as a green apple forefront, I'm not doing it. But I will say that the kiwi apple uh, rainstorm, that was really good. Yeah, And, good And this is not. So... Monster wins. Monster takes the W here. Celsius, you can stick to your fucking vitamins. I, I guess it's trash. Yeah, okay. Break time. It, it'd be the break time. Honestly, like, could have could have missed could have missed other stuff. Didn't really care about it. What did we not care about? Uh, I've got two albums today. Uh, and I'll be honest. I did post that Plastic Death I did not oh, end up listening to it. You fucker. I'm sorry. That's the one I didn't end up listening to. And it's not because I didn't try, but it's because I did try and it was ass <laughs> and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I think that counts. I think that counts. Okay. I'll well, I listened to like, I listened to three songs and it was ass. So I uh, didn't finish it and it was, <laughs> this shit is over an hour long, bro. I'm not listening to this. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, I guess I got two albums too. Cause the one that there, there's one that I didn't listen to, which is the one that I said I was going to listen to last week. I still didn't get to it this week. Um, it's been a tough week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did listen to that, that plastic beach album. So I'm going to talk about that first. Uh, I got a travel tip with Marcus. But I, oh. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that this was a thing that you could do until I looked it up. Um, for all the curious curious listeners out there, what you can do, um, you can actually put opened bottles of alcohol in your checked bag as long as they're equal to or less than twenty four percent alcohol. So, uh, what? You know, yeah, there were some bottles that I was going to give away. These are the fucking glassware that you brought in. No, this was stuff that I did put in my checked bag because I like surrounded it by like sweaters and shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Some some of the uh, more expensive liqueurs that I had, I was like, oh sweet, I can fit these in. Like I got half a bottle of Campari that I was able to bring. Uh, I got half a bottle of Adamara Montenegro that I was able to bring. And there's one more thing. I got like most of the bottle of Chinar that I was able to bring because I barely use that stuff. So 
you know, as soon as dry January ends, I'm like, bro, I, I am going to go crazy with the cocktails, man. I got the nice, <laughs> some of the nice bottles. Um, I know first one I'm going to have is actually, I need to still pick up some stuff because I'm going to have my favorite cocktail, 2023, uh, the Eeyore's Requiem. I found that one last year. It's I just love that shit. So I'm going to do one of those. Uh, also, I went to Trader Joe's recently and I bought some some dark chocolate sunflower seed butter cups. Like they're like Reese's peanut butter cups, but with like sunflower seed butter and dark chocolate. Bro, you gotta you gotta make it up to Trader Joe's. Try one of these things, man. They're they're interesting. That sounds like something I'd try, but not something I'd buy a second time, even if it was really good. It's yeah, it's very unique. Um, so I don't know if I'll get them again, but for like a two pack for like one thirty nine or something. Yeah, man. I'm I'm a fan of Mr. Trader Joe. Uh, anyway, this, uh, what, what is, is it plastic beach? Uh, is this like the gorillas band? Is that, is that what they call themselves? No, plastic death by glass beach. Is it okay? Plastic death by glass beach. Um, did you listen to the first song? Yeah. Uh, they did the, the cliche emo intro where somebody says something emotional over some gentle instrumental music. Hey, that was like so an auto. That was an auto minus point five. Man. <laughs> Stupid. You can't do that. Um, overall, you know, I kind of, I didn't think this was ass, but I'm glad that you didn't like this one because I didn't like it either. Uh, I thought motions. I think that was track two was like nice and bouncy, but I thought it was a very uh, very shitty key change at the end of that song and I was not into it at all and you know I, I, I don't like some of the like gentle heavy transitions that they do a lot on this album because I think with like some of the more self-serious emo elements that they have going on like this is not playful enough to really bounce between that like oh we're doing a gentle thing oh now I got like the like screamo vocals going on now I'm gonna on. be edgy yeah yeah like this is like it takes itself so seriously that I can't take it seriously, uh, but it's also so like in its feelings that it can't effectively channel the kind of anger that sometimes this music does, and so it's just like this weird, like emotional hodgepodge of just like non-fitting emotion. Um, like I can't take it seriously, but I also can't just like take it lightheartedly. So I think the whole vibe for this thing is completely off. Uh, I did really want to like Whale Fall because there's some actually like sweet marimba on that song. And look, you give me some like solid bells of any kind and I'm like, I'm invested. Uh, but then it just ends up being like another like mid-tempo track with some bland vocals that just like drag on. And if it was an instrumental, I probably would have liked it. But as it is, it's, it's you know, forgettable. Uh, so my whole take here was just that like they've got some ideas and it's not bad but it's really just like, not quite my tempo and uh, kind of like you said this shit's too long I was ready for it to end after Whale Fall which is like the 6th track at like 13 or something so you know I, I just kind of consigned it into like not my cup of tea category and gave it a 2.5 yeah I'd, I'd say that's so I'd say that's one half star to a half star too generous, just because I feel uh, it's it's so long. Yeah, it's just damn. I don't know who's out here making sixty four minutes of music of like derivative emo stuff in current year. 
And we're not even getting some Midwesty twang in there. I see it's a secondary genre on the artist. Uh, as far as the album, I see math rock, uh, but I'm not seeing any Midwest anything. So like, yeah, get fucked, bro. Like, why why are you out here making like I got Paramore to listen to? Get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who are you, Glass Beach? I don't know you. Uh, actually, yeah. they're currently in Seattle, Washington. So maybe you can explain why this trash was infecting my ears for a while. Everyone knows Seattle has had bad taste in music since grunge. Like that's that's just a fact. It's been really um, bad. Like, you know what I was gonna bad. say? Yeah, like the city that gave us Macklemore. Like, come on. Uh, but you know what I was also thinking about when I was listening to this is that I couldn't remember the name of the band at first, but I just remembered it. This is kind of like that Nouns album that you liked or that you put a, put me on to, and I think you liked it a lot too uh, from a couple of years ago. The one that had like Senpai Glory on it. Yeah. Um, but without any of the actually interesting instrumental choices and without any of the actually interesting vocal choices, you know, so it's just like that album, but not interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I couldn't make it three songs in. I remember I heard something on, uh, on the third song and I'm just like, dude, am I going to listen to an hour of this shit? No, I think it's just the third song started off so uninteresting after I'd given the first two songs I'm like oh no I'm done I'm already done I'm I'm checking out I, it might have been like work conditions where I'm like it's going to be tough to like I'll have to listen to this on and off and I'm like no fuck it I'm, I'm, I'm sorry but I did give up I apologize all good what you got next so the stuff that I was I've got next is uh, I'm going to start off with a with an album this is from a, a singer-songwriter that's in England. Uh, he was a former member of a different band called The Coral. Not The Corals, uh, The Coral. Uh, this is a early tw- 2000s um, indie rock, neo-psych band. Um, probably a little bit, uh, you know, probably in the early internet era of the, uh, you know, distri- high distribution era of landfill indie. Um, this person is now ma- making single singer-songwriter albums did uh this is actually after five years of his uh yawning yawn album this is uh let's let's let da let da um that sounds like it's welsh uh for something uh it says cheers good health means good health means you know be happy um album cover it's okay i like the i like the pink i actually think the pink is like what's drawing my eyeballs like everything else on this album is pretty on this album cover is pretty like pointless. The, the street, the rocks in the streets don't care. The house on the left and the right being like pale white. Don't care. The yellow honestly don't even care, but that pink house looking pretty nice. Um, there's like three good songs on this 13 minute song or 13 song album. It's like 48 minutes. Um, if tomorrow starts without me, uh, is is very nice. It's a nice, quick, upbeat uh, song that has like good, like high, good high vocals from this uh, singer. We don't need them as a good anthem song. Uh, makes good use of uh, the child chorus singing in the background to make you feel like this is an impactful work. Uh, but then that child chorus, uh, you must have like had a fucking hourly fee on them because they are like 
on more than half the songs and i'm like shit bro i already heard this gimmick move on to the next one but like the fifth time i'm like hearing the child chorus sing in the background i'm like dude what like like this, these children need to get credited for this like come on bro this is not a this is not a sample um overall i think that this was just kind of all right like this is a this is something that I think uh, I put on if tomorrow starts without me because it is only three minutes. Um, I would say the third song that's the that's impact that's worth mentioning is probably nothing to be done. Um, gonna just say there's nothing to be done other than give this a very bland two point five, my man. Sorry, Bill Ryder Jones, who's got two last names. Um. So that was that was all right. Like I, I just listened to it today, and I I was not very enthused with it. But listen to another album. This is a this is a much more this is a this is this is serious. This is legitimate, and I'm reposting it just so you know what I'm talking about. You probably already had it, but fuck it. This is an album that I think you fucked up by not picking, and you picked the other album instead. This is. The album of the year so far. It is not even close either. This is a band called Slift. Not Slint. Slift. They just changed the N to an F. <laughs> They're from France. This is a self-proclaimed like epic band. <laughs> I think is what they call it on Spotify. Right. They call it an epic band. Like they make musical epics or something like that. Uh, the actual... <laughs> 80 minutes... It is 80 minutes. Hope. Um, the the Spotify like little blurb says French trio Slift make long burning progressive epics, part metal fury and part cosmic exploration. They grew from the garage punk sound of the earliest albums into increasingly complex and drawn out arrangements and a sound that veered more towards psych metal thrashing. Uh, they are, uh, they, they do sub, they're on the sub pop album, whatever label now. So Ilian, Ilian is a, is an 80 minute work. Uh, it is their third work. Their 2020 work, Uman, uh, was fairly popular. It was up there and I'm surprised that I have not listened to it. Um, because that's, that's a very well-rated piece and it's up there for 2020. Um, Ilian is their first work since. And uh, Ilian is a uh, is a is an eight minute eighty minute or eight song eighty minute album. Now uh, I know what you're thinking. This is long. Yeah, it is long. It's actually really long. Like I <laughs> I like this album a lot, and it is long as fuck. Um, so I'm gonna start off that I'm gonna say that Ilian is a uh, the the main line the first song is a uh, get you down into what we're grooving with as every good um as every good heavy stoner stoner metal album works um there is no welcome to album name song on here so I had to give it a plus 0.5 for that i i i uh, i appreciated that a lot um Ilian is a long drawn out arrangement that is not so hard that is a very easy settle in um, Nim itself is a uh, is like this really fucking heavy ass 
guitar it's it's led by guitars this one is totally led by guitars um that's uh, like nim confluence the second the the two second thirds of weaver's weft and uruk and a good middle section of the story that has never been told uh this shit is uh, this shit is like a fucking amazing like this shit is this is some of the best psych metal like heavy psych stuff that i've heard in years like legitimately have heard in years um this is something that i am that i desperately got so deep into that uh my my lead at work it was very important was tapping on my shoulder and he said it looks like you're in your own little world over here <laughs> and i'm like yeah kind of um as i was and, and as that was going on i was listening to the story that has never been told um enter the loop I, i'd say weak spots on here enter the loop the first the first third of weaver's weft um I'd say Uruk. I want to say too. There are there are a lot of different there are a lot of different styles on here. Uruk is the male version of Cocteau Twins. I'm like, listen to this song. I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds exactly like Heaven or Las Vegas, but it's a guy. And I'm like, shit. This is that. This just made me smile. Like I I I I couldn't help but smile at this because it it just sounded like it was so. It was so free and so joyous and that it was like uh just like that the that the recorders actually having fun doing this. I'm like, damn, this is like making me smile right now. Um Confluence is um in contention for song of the year. Like already. Like it's gonna be top five for sure. Confluence is a total uh this is the mass the Magnum Master Batoris, but it's good. They they actually made it good. They fucked up and made it good. And uh, um, if you're looking for heavy long term crescendo core, and you're looking for heavy long term psych metal stoner metal that rivals some of the '90s works uh, in just how hard they go and just how continuously beat down bludgeoned you are in a good way. Um, there are some male vocals, and it's mostly on Ilian and the words that have never been heard. Um, but after that, there's nothing that's over. I will say, like, at first, you're probably going to think that this is a little bit too symphonic vocally for you. Um, but it's not lasting. I don't think it was bad. Uh, and I do, th I do think that uh, it was a little off-putting at first. Because I'm like, if this is soft as baby shit, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, but it wasn't. They faked me. They they memed me. They actually, like, it was a, it was a pleb filter in a, in a good way because I got to hear all the good shit after and I thought it was going to be ass. Um, but it wasn't, this is, uh, this is, this is bordering on must listen. Uh, I take that very seriously. This is in, in, in some of the pure instrumental, like minutes long spans of just fucking around. This is, this is going to be up there in the end of year. Uh, big shout out to France for this. We've got, we've got just, producer engineer mixer a lot of uh we got john facade doing the composition arranger and mixer um this is I, I haven't read these comments and i've read some of the uh the the reviews but this is one that i'm feeling i don't even think i can really say that rom is sleeping on this because the rating is so good right now 
like Lacrie Ducar was like 3.3 something or 3.4 something. Like this is still up there in the charts. Uh, and it is bolded. I think this is bolded, actually. Burn yeah, okay, I take it back. This is not getting slept on. But uh, this is this is underappreciated. This is like 3.8 or 3.9, you know, for RYM. Maybe not for, like, new RYM, but, like, if if this was, like, a 1970s work, uh, this would definitely be, like, <laughs> this would be, like, way too high, like, 4.1. Like, this would get, this would be getting fawned over insanely. Um, so give this one a listen. I know it is painful, uh, painfully long, painful for you, uh, extremely painful, but yeah, you get it. Like this is, this is legitimately good. You need to, you need to give this one a shot. Give it a shot at least. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, but I am going to wait a little while on it until, uh, you know, I had to, I had to leave my good headphones back in Birmingham. Uh, I might be getting them back in a few weeks because my sister actually has to come up to DC to do a work thing. So I was like, oh, that'll be a good time for me to just go and take the train down to DC. Um, so if she comes back with my good headphones, then I'll give this a chance. Uh, but I swear, bro, if you if you were getting me to listen to the eighty minute heavy psycho. And it is it is less than a three point five in my opinion. No way. And no way. I I will not take your recommendations for anything longer than an hour again because this is an investment, man. This is uh, it's it's. I can't remember the last time I like willingly decided to listen to an eighty minute album from an artist that I didn't already know I liked. That is fair. I don't I don't blame you for for having that um for having that like kind of a procedure. The comment box is hype as fuck though. For the most part, the comment box is hype. And uh I think that those that have their that really have their ear down to what's going on um that this is that they know that this is this is good. Some of them are saying it's overly long, bro. I'm sorry, but this is a genre where you're going to go overly long and you're going to get beat down by some really good fucking instrumentals. And God, what's the point of listening to music if you're not willing to take a shot on something that's this long for for a genre where it makes sense? I'm not saying listen to an 80-minute long fucking pop album because God damn it, don't do that. This is different. This is legitimately good and it fits the, it fits the length. Um could they have cut down on stuff? Sure. Could this be a 65-minute album? Sure. But I I honestly don't know that it would do well for the whole album's artistic meaning if it if it were a 65-minute album. That's just that's that's how I feel. So I, I, I totally get it. Uh I'm I'm actually more upset or saddened to hear that you don't have your headphones, bro. If if I did not have my headphones. Why did you pack the headphones in the shit that was not leaving yourself? Your like backpack and your suitcase just didn't have that? room for it man i should have i should have moved some stuff around because i could have like i could have done it but it was just it was it was not a uh, not an organized time <laughs> i'll say that that's fair um yeah i ended up getting a like i do have like the like the nice earbuds that i use um i, I got to bring those with me so that was what i used on the plane um and that was that was nice i have the it's like the galaxy buds plus i think those are those are solid 
They're not too expensive. It was like a hundred bucks or something for them. Um, but recently, like for my work headset thing, I just got like some uh, $30 over ear thing from Amazon. It's one of those ones where like, I fucking hate that cheaper headphones like this just have so much bass. Like, I don't want that much bass. I, mm -hmm. I, there are things I can't hear anymore that I miss in songs that I love because there's so much goddamn bass. I uh, uh I, I I think that that's that's the status quo for the cheap shit. The treble, good treble is is expensive, man. Is that is there an engineering purpose for that? Like, is it harder to reproduce good treble? Do you know? Uh, no, I just know that like people can be tricked. I I honestly think that what it comes down to is the people that want, uh, the people that are buying cheap headphones, they're listening to music where they want to hear the bass more. They want to hear big, loud bass, and they're not listening to uh, songs where high treble is really the, the key factor. They're listening to yeah. fucking Walk a Flock of Flame, bro. Like, is he even making music anymore? <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> they're listening uh, to mumble rap with really loud bass lines. Yeah, that's probably all it is, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know... I think my current setup uh, might be hindering my enjoyment of the new Mary Halverson album, Cloudward, that I'm about to talk about. came out on January 19th. Uh, oh, shit. Because, you know, so the first time I listened to this, actually, was while I was on the plane to Philadelphia. I was literally like above the clouds, and I was like, you know what? This will be a great time to put this album on and just give it, you know, this casual first listen. Uh, get some first impressions in, see what I think about it. And I do like it. Uh, I, I do really like this album. I think one of the things that I read uh, in, in an interview with Mary Halverson that I think, I think it was The Guardian that did this interview. Uh, she was talking about how in the past, one of the things she used to really do was kind of overwrite, uh, which that worried me. That me a little bit when I see that kind of thing. I'm like, uh, so you're going to give me writing less music on the new album. Okay. Um, especially when one of the things that attracted me to her music so much was uh, the compositions on Amaryllis, which is the last, the only thing I'm going to say about that album, because it's not fair for me to keep coming back to it too much. Uh, but just that was such a well-composed, uh, contemporary jazz third stream album that you know it was like a, a little bit of a uh, of a dose of a drug that I hadn't had in a long time and I think this is something that you know very talented musicians who know how to improvise it's it's kind of a, a temptation that I can see them falling into which is you know don't focus too much on the actual uh, writing of the songs, let it flow very naturally in the improvisations, especially when it's a band like this, uh, this, this sextet that has such great chemistry. It's like, you don't want to do too much uh, in terms of like, you know, direct, like telling the musicians what to do. You, you want to let them feel it out together. And I admire that approach, but I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's just not the way to go, you know, on your, on your 50 minute album. 
uh, when you're such a talented composer. Sometimes, like, it's okay to tell people what to do. You know, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. fine. Um, Cloudward is a very airy album. Uh, that the title is 100% accurate. Uh, it, it is, you know, a lot of these songs feel like they're kind of floating up somewhere. And uh, I, I think, she, you know, Mary had a sense for this when when she was you know, putting these together. Um, it's to the point, though, that, like, after the fourth song, I'm kind of, like, almost waiting for something to happen, or at least after the third song. Uh, you know, with the second song, the tower being eight minutes long. Uh, so after the third song, you've already gone through, you know, four minutes in the gate, eight minutes in the tower, uh, six minutes in collapsing mouth. So that's basically 20 minutes. It's kind of, like, something needs to happen now, you know? Um, which is why I'm glad it did with these two middle tracks here. This is the rare album that's actually middle loaded. I don't know how often that happens. Uh, I don't... Because usually, you know, it's like that psychological effect where you tend to remember the first thing because it's your first impression and you tend to remember the last thing because it's the most recent thing. Uh, but you tend to forget about the things in the middle. This is the one where actually the stuff in the middle is the stuff that's sticking with me. Unscrolling, uh, that's, you know, it, it still is kind of a more airy song for the most part. Uh, but towards the end of the song, uh, you get what has to be Nick Dunstan, the bassist, uh, bringing a bow on his bass and just like scratching the shit out of that thing, man. Just making like that very pleasant scratchy noise that you get when someone's like kind of just killing it on like an abstract solo on a stringed instrument with a bow. And I don't know how often he, he plays with a bow. So that's why I'm kind of wondering if it's even him doing it on that song, but I don't see anything that uh, would make me think it's anyone else. And it is a very deep sound. So it's not, you know, another Laurie Anderson violin feature that she just didn't get credit for. Uh, at least, you know, fuck it. What do I know about how violin sounds, man? Um, so I'm pretty sure it's him doing that. I would love to hear more of that kind of stuff pop up because on your sort of very loose, airy album like this, you're kind of living for the moments. You're kind of living for the things that really draw the listener's attention in. And that's, you know, what you get with also uh, track five here, Desiderata, which when I go to put something on the playlist, that's absolutely going to be the one I, I put on it. Um, People in the comment box are, well, me and one other person in the comment box are shouting that one out. Uh, but it's just a song that starts with like Mary playing these very janky chords on guitar. And I'm kind of like, okay, you know, that's a good start. Sounds like some old like 80s no wave kind of thing. Sure, let's go with it. Let's see where, it, see where it's running. Um, and then the drummer, Tomas Fujiwara, comes in and you notice that like, this is not jazz drumming that he's doing. This is rock drumming. And I'm kind of thinking, okay, are they going for a little bit more of a rock-based approach on this song? But then that mellows out a bit. And you get the horns coming in. And Patricia Brennan, who's always just a treat to hear uh, on, on vibraphone, they kind of remind you that, no, this actually is a jazz song. And I think that's a really interesting way to start the song because as a listener, it leaves me wondering, like, where is this going? Like I'm kind of, you know, on the edge of my seat. Like I know these guys all have, you know, really crazy amounts of talent in their playing. 
who's going to get this going, who's going to start this off, and what 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 kind of style are they even going to be going with? And uh, that's where the things really kind of kick into high gear because uh, it's one of the rare moments where uh, Mary Halverson actually does drop a solo. You know, that's not something that she, for whatever reason, does too often on some music. And this is the first time that I'm aware of. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure she's done it at other points in her catalog because it's so expansive and I've, I'm just still getting started with it. But it's the first time I've heard her put the distortion pedal on and it comes out of nowhere. And it's, it's you know, that's where she reminds you that, you know, she originally did train to play violin, but she picked up a guitar because she heard Jimi Hendrix cooking and was like, oh man, I need to do something like that. And I've never heard her really approach that territory until now, but she absolutely kills it, man. It's just this vicious noise jazz rock guitar solo with this grimy tone to it. And I'm telling you, like when I, I almost didn't even want to talk about it because it's so surprising if you're not, you know, I guess, you know, it's so surprising if you don't know it's coming. Wow, great comment, Marcus. But, you know, if you really aren't expecting it, it just slaps the shit out of you in the best way possible. Uh, and I have come back to that song so many times. And it's not, you know, it's not the most technical thing I've ever heard her do. But it's got that feel to it, man. And you can never beat somebody who has that feel. Uh, so that's just absolutely an amazing song. It's going to end up as one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, other than that, you know, Ultramarine, that is the last song here, which, uh, man, they did the thing where the last song is the longest song. Mm, they uh, did it again. They did it. Uh but that one actually starts off like pretty fun. I'm not, you know, too hot on how the song develops. Like it's a good song, sure. Um, but it opens up with like Nick, uh, Nick Dunstan on bass, Mary Halverson on guitar, just kind of like noodling around with each other. And what I realized about this album, Cloudward, is that there are some people um, who I kind of expected to stand out a little bit more. Um, Tomas Fujiwara and Patricia Brennan. I really expected I guess more dynamic performances from them and that's not saying that you know they're not both putting in work uh, but it's a lot subtler than you know I think I would have enjoyed um, but this is really like the Nick and Mary album man this is where they're kind of really setting the pace and and making the exciting moments and uh, driving music and at the end of it all, I'm happy with it. I think this was either a pretty good album or a great album. I'm not sure which yet, but because this is an artist that I do enjoy so much, uh, I am going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure that when I do get those good headphones back, I'm going to hear more layers to the music and I'm going to be like, oh shit, how did I miss that? Uh, but, you know, that's what happens when you're listening on like fucking $30 cheapo gear. Um, so I'm going to give this a very soft four out of five. Uh, I don't see it going any higher than that. And it could drop down, honestly. But for now, let's leave it there. Cloudward by Mary Alverson. Being my album of the year so far, but almost definitely not going to be my album of the year. I'm sorry. Well, I mean... Almost definitely. How how can you say that now? 
Just I, I hope something better comes out this year. If this is the best thing that comes out this year, it's been a bad year. I mean, I'd say that for my album too, but there's a chance I might really in, grow to like it even more. Maybe. Yeah. I hope could, something could, better comes out. Small chance. Also, this thing, this Cloudworks is getting slaughtered by the charts, by the way. Uh, that's why when you were talking about Ilion and saying how it's, you know, doing pretty well right now, being bolded at 3.64, but, you know, when you pop on the charts uh, very high up, uh, especially early in the year, usually you don't make it. You don't make it to, like, June, even, being in, like, the top 10. That so is, like Cloudward, uh, when it had like 170 ratings before it had popped on the charts, it was sitting at like a 3.7 something. And uh, now at 300-ish ratings instead of 3.55, bro, this shit's going to keep dropping. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, number five for 2024. Mine was like, the Slift album was, was like significantly higher. The chart says 3.65, but I think the album says Three five five, yeah, yeah. Because the the rating on the chart doesn't update until the charts actually update. Yeah, mine's getting Ilian's sla- getting slaughtered too. It's at three six four, and the Plastic I... Death album is only three seven two. That album is so trash, man. You can't fucking tell me that that's better than this. Yeah, no, um, dude. I'm surprised. Uh... Oh well, that's because it hasn't actually come out yet. This the Smile album. That's like. Tom York and, and Johnny Greenwood's band, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, this is Tom York and John, Johnny Greenwood's band. Art Rock, Crotch Rock. This might be good. I'm going to listen to it. But it's probably going to get killed by the... You know, this is either going to get killed by the by RYM, or that's going to be like a 4.05, and it's going to be yeah. the album of the year. Yeah, I don't I don't think... I don't think uh, RYM... Is, is capable of being mean to Tom York at this point. It's post rock. It doesn't have a length on the album on the album yet. So. Uh, well, it's only eight songs. Yeah, my album was only well. eight songs. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was really long. Well, I hope it's good. Um, I hope it's good. But uh, anyway, do you wanna do you wanna close this this show off with uh maybe some Phillyisms that you've picked up so far? Because I've got some Chicagoisms that I uh, have been reading through on a nice Reddit, uh, re- couple Reddit threads, and this photo itself has been uh, has been something that I have looked at, and I'm like, oh man, I really feel that this is a this is a Chicago ease, uh, and it says, "Tell them three jagoffs," and I instantly <laughs> am like, oh yeah, I feel it, I'm feeling it now. I see the malort, I see the Italian beef getting dipped in. I see that house style, the one, the one story brick house that is so common. That's you, you just feel this. I feel that deep into my soul. The Chicago flag background, um, I, I love it. The Bears sweater. I'm like, oh, tell them three jagoffs in the front room with a money gym shoes. Oh yeah. Any affiliations are you are you aware of now? You know, so I don't have uh, I don't have anything I can really offer on that front. Um, I do think another one of the things I like about this place so far is I think people tend like people have been pretty direct 
um, like when I was talking with the leasing agent when I was moving in and, you know, we're going over uh, how to not lock myself out and stuff. Uh, and she, she, you know, she's saying something like, you know, you really got to lock yourself out because you don't have any friends here. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've kind of like I touched on earlier, um, I've been in, you know, cities in all four of the major parts of the country now. And I've heard a lot of different people talk about how, oh, people in this part of the country are like this, people in this part of the country are like this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, like Philly people are grimy or something like that. You know, like people are mean over there. Um, I disagree completely. Like my, my experience has always been that people generally are pretty much the same anywhere you go. Um, sometimes people everywhere are kind of mean, but for the most part, like all anybody ever really wants is like for you to smile at them and like say thanks and acknowledge their humanity you know like if you can do that you'll usually be fine wherever you go and people will usually treat you well um except for oakland that's the one place for oakland, oakland? yeah oakland. What the like fuck? oakland out of nowhere that's it that's it that's the only place where i'm like yeah you guys suck <laughs> i've never been to oakland and i don't think i really want to go but <laughs> what no, because, you know, I have a sister in San Francisco, so I've been around that area a bit. And, uh, no, I don't enjoy Oakland. I don't ever want to go to Oakland. Okay, I'll note that. I'm never going there. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm fine with ending it there. We, you'll get the Phillyisms as time goes on. Uh, I, I, just, I just wanted to say that I have definitely said the word jag and jag off at work. And... Uh, <laughs> I've I've read on the internet that is a very uniquely Chicago phrase. Uh, I've said uh, I've said that the uh, the bear actor, uh, I think his name is Richie in the show, um, definitely says the word jag off in the most Chicago way. And I can't I when I see jag off, I instantly think of Richie <laughs> saying it because he says it with such a visceral tone, uh, such a like an intent to say the word just jag off. There is a rage in the way that he says jag off and like completely just obliterating the the person as a whole. And uh that's that's the only way to say it correctly. Those utter jag offs. You, you know, you just feel it in the way that you say it. You you feel a rage. You feel a dis an upsetness. And uh, I hope that Philly brings you those uh those like implicit you know feelings of just like this is what being in philly is like you know you can call people jag offs and <laughs> everyone knows what you're talking about you feel it so uh on that note um i'm going to say this has been the weekly drive by everyone gunshot 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 <laughs> You 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 are too online. You you've lost context. And wait, no, sorry. What else is there? Um, there's the there's the fucking Joe Biden one. Ain't nobody dropping hotter podcasts than the Dub DB. How do we give it back to you, the people? All right, you hit 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 the drop. I I, I did the I did the. I did the one, the big ones. Hit me, hit me with one.
Come on, fucking do it. Did we fucking left, bro? 